0: Hello, beautiful Kate Harlow here. Um, Before we get into this week's episode, what gets in the way of the love life that you truly desire and deserve? Um, I'm excited to share with you. I have a masterclass that's going to deeply support you with this exact topic. If you've been with us for a while, you've heard me talk all about the saboteur and my masterclass is totally free. It's called the Expanded Love Masterclass. It's five days where you're gonna get so intimate with your saboteur. You're gonna learn all about all the different ways that your saboteur is sabotaging you in your love life. So whatever the struggle you're having Whatever, you know, whether it's struggling to find a high quality guy, whether it's, you know, attracting the same kind of toxic relationship over and over again, or maybe you attract love and it's really amazing in the beginning and then it fizzles out. Whatever your struggle is with dating or relationships, the common denominator is your saboteur. And knowing your patterns intimately is essential to having the quality of love and life you desire. And this will really transform all your relationships, um, knowing your patterns in this way intimately. So join me March 21st to 25th. It is absolutely free inside of a private Facebook community and the link is below you have to register through that link and then we will send you the link to the Facebook community to join and I can't wait to see you there if you've done this class with me before I usually do it about once a year um, join us again because it changed, it evolves every year and I'm so excited to share this with you tell all your friends and would love to see you there so i will see you March 21st through 25th I'm going live every single day inside of this private Facebook group we'll be answering all your questions and it will be A blast. So I'll see you there. Enjoy the episode. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode 115 of the New Truth Podcast. Welcome back to you, old timers, and welcome to any new listeners today. Um, Mm -hmm. Catherine and I are super excited to be here to talk about our favorite thing, which is love. And Dating and relationships. And today we're going to unpack what is getting in the way of the love life that you truly desire. So I'm going to start with (laughs) I'm going to start with in all the in all the dating experiences and relationships you've had, the common denominator is who? I'm
1: sure you've heard that before.
0: <laughs> Wherever you go, insert there you drum.
1: Are. with that didn't dun like the drum roll thing. Drum roll. Common you. denominator is you. And this episode's for single or in a relationship, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's for all, all women because these the patterns that show up that keep us stuck or hold us back or keep us from having the experience we want are. Is usually about whatever's happening inside of you because you could have the relationship already and still be acting out in all kinds of ways. It does,
0: like, it just feels easier to blame other people. Like, I've noticed even being so, I'm one week into my journey in my becoming a Greek um, journey here in Athens, and I notice like it's so crazy how depending on what energy I'm experiencing inside of myself, that's what I experience when I'm out there walking to a coffee shop or shopping or walking around. I feel the energy of, of men and anyone, like just energy coming towards me when my energy is open. But when my energy is not, and then I'll notice my saboteur in my speak, the voice in my head is like, oh, you must look ugly today. Nobody's looking at you. Oh, you just passed that hot guy and he didn't even notice you. You're invisible. And I'll note the tape recorder will start playing. And it's, you know, thankfully I know that's Regina, not me, my uh, my roommate, my saboteur that lives upstairs. But um, yeah, it's so wild. I was staying in an apartment, as you know, I was staying in an apartment that was contracting. It was dark and I couldn't even open the blinds because I was on the ground level. And I moved this week to a much more expansive place with an insane view of the Acropolis and the Aegean Sea. And I feel so much better here. And I went on Bumble in the other apartment and I saw nothing on there. And last time I was in Athens, there were so many just handsome, attractive men on there. And this time I went on and I saw nobody last week, but I was in a contracted energy And the day I arrived in my new place and I was excited and I was expanded and I have this romantic relationship with the Acropolis and I was sitting outside on my little couch looking at the Acropolis from my deck and I went on Bumble just for fun and I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's anyone cute on it today. And if all of a sudden there were a ton. It's crazy. It's So the moral of this story is – 100% of the time, it's our own energy and where we're coming from within ourselves. And are we taking responsibility for what energy we're bringing to the table and what's causing us to attract whatever it is that we're attracting?
1: So what gets in the way first is not being responsible for Mm -hmm. your energy or blaming, blaming your partner, blaming the apps, blaming where you live, blaming, you know, your parents (laughs) on why you don't have the love life that you want. And I just love that, at least in my experience, learning that I could heal and change. And then that would change my experience in my dating life. That was the best news ever. Like that was the best news ever inside of a culture that blames women for everything or makes it seem like, oh, you're just you're doing something wrong if you're single or you're doing something wrong if you don't immediately have, you know, X, Y, Z in your life rather than, whoa, taking responsibility for my energy. And I have a client who. She's been dating for a very long time. We've now been working together for six weeks. And just by shifting her energy, all of a sudden, she's like, Catherine, my friends are calling me to set me up with men. She's like, you don't understand. This shit never happened before. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's changed in the water you're drinking. (laughs) like, Or, you know, your friends have had a wake up call. No, you're different. So then people are thinking of you, right? How you're showing up. Because this isn't just about being online, right? You can meet people anywhere. But most women, and I think this is another thing I talk about a lot, what gets in the way, women don't take care of themselves all day and then think they can just flip a switch and like shift their energy for a date, right? Like the, the chronic self-neglect of every other area of their life, but then I spend hours on my appearance before I get it, go on a date rather than any consciousness around my energy and if you're in relationship, I get that this might seem very hard, but welcome to why most relationships fall apart. Women give themselves away, right? You stop doing the things that make you feel good or ex- or the, or spending time with your freaking friends <laughs> or putting yourself first just because, Oh, now I have the relationship. So I stop nurturing myself when everything that probably supported you in finding that person in the first place. And what made you magnetic and attractive to them or the things that you stopped doing. And now you wonder why you don't have the partnership that you desire. It starts with you. And first and foremost, your energy, which is about your self-care, right? And your mindset, all of that contributes to how open your heart is. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. Because it's, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at the title again, what gets in the way of the love life you desire. It's the love life. Like, do you love your life? Yes. And do you, Mm. uh, is your heart open in every aspect of your life? And how much love do you have in your life? And, you know, it's, it, it, that's what the new truth is a stand for. It's that, the old paradigm of love and the fantasy story is all about, you know, this one guy coming along and sweeping you off your feet. And that's why that's a setup for the Tinder swindler, you know, road is because that's not actually how it works. And in order for you to have a healthy love life, you have to love your life and you have to have a lot of love in your life, not just your romantic partner. Like, I feel so freaking loved that. And I know I've said this before, but I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy on my own and I don't need a partner and I can enjoy flirting and I can enjoy dating. And I, you know, I was, I was happy even being with Jeff when I was traveling a lot and he was working a lot because I have so much love in my life and it doesn't come from just one person. Yes. I have so many people who, give me love and who i give love to and who i feel loved by and who like this is it, it's it's even just the obsession with i mean last week's episode talking so much about that title how to make a guy obsessed with you and the obsession with obsession and the obsession with being wanted and being chosen and and having one partner like that you know like you know when you're obsessed with something new that you buy And then eventually it gets old, you know, like eventually that, that those pair of shoes that you love, I just bought these white sneakers, I guess you'd call them in America, the kind of platform and they're so cute. And, you know, one day, especially walking around a dirty city, like Athens, (laughs) one day, these white shoes aren't going to be so cute anymore. They're going to be worn down. They're going to be dirty. They're going to be rugged and they'll be cute for a while. And then eventually I'll need a new pair of shoes because they won't, Cut it. And that's what happens in relationships. It's like we, like you get so lit up by this beginning and this fantasy of this one person, because that's the story. But eventually it's just going to become an old pair of shoes and you're either going to want to trade them in for a new pair or you're just going to, you know, shut parts of yourself off and just settle and sacrifice and compromise. Versus imagine like taking responsibility for keeping your shoes clean (laughs) and keeping Mm. those amazing shoes you know, looking amazing and feeling amazing for the rest of your life. Like having that be your commitment. I don't know if the shoe metaphor still works. Is that even possible? But like, how are you walking in the shoes? Are you rushing? Are you paying attention to your feet when you're walking? Or are you moving slowly through the world? <laughs> like my random metaphors, but it's like, how the are soul. you?
1: The soul yeah. of who you are.
0: Exactly, it's like how connected are you to the soul of your shoe? Thank you for taking this next (laughs) level. It's
1: like, but that that is exactly, and and that's what's fueling what's fueling chasing love, which fuel fueling any addictive pattern, right? I think what gets in the way too is I'm thinking of not knowing yourself or knowing how your freaking brain works. (laughs) <laughs> like yes. the, these compulsions to chase love, to, to chase the next fancy thing, to, to buy the next thing, right? How many women are in shitty relationships with telling themselves it's fine because they're just buying themselves lots of shit, right? I can distract myself from my feelings. So what gets in the way also of having the love life you deserve and desire is not take paying attention to yourself. Right? Not tending to your own freaking feelings, making someone else responsible for how you feel or making the thing, making the, the new shoes or the new outfit that you have to keep buying because it'll fade. Yeah. You'll be really excited for five minutes and then you'll need the next thing, which is why everything comes back to the truth of loving yourself and being fulfilled in your own life, which is what you just said. And of course, self-love we know is loaded and we've already done an episode on that. So go check that one out. The truth about self-love. But I do want to say that, you know, I I was thinking about this actually yesterday, that self-love is the most solid boundary you can have, that loving yourself is, is the boundary on not tolerating abuse, not tolerating bad behavior, not tolerating not taking care of yourself or not feeling good when you love yourself. You prioritize yourself. You make it matter that you do the things that make you happy. And most of all, you make it matter that you love your life, right? So this compulsion to chase a partner is all an avoidance of probably whatever's going on in your life. And no, you don't have to love yourself perfectly before you can open to receive love from another. However, it is the receiving love from friends that healed my heart more than anything else. It was one day in my life when I'm looking around and I was like, my friends can't all be full of shit. Like these people love me. Like I'm the one being mean to myself. I'm the one who's listening to that voice in my head. I'm the one who's treating myself like shit, but even though I'm doing all of these those things, I had amazing girlfriends and I've actually I realized the other day I've always had amazing girlfriends, which blows my mind. I feel very very blessed about that. But There's all this research that shows too, like who you hang out with, right? We know the top the five people you spend the most time with has the most influence on your life. And we know that making your partner your everything is not gonna go well. And we're gonna have a separate episode on that. But what gets in the way is making one person responsible for it all. And we can do that with one friend right? Rather than building community, building a life and long before, you know, and just take inventory, how much energy am I putting toward a partnership or dating? And then look at how much energy you put toward yourself and how much energy you put toward your life. Like that's the radical honesty. It's where am I spending my time and my energy and placing my attention? Is it on obsessing about finding a partner or obsessing about what I need my current partner to do differently Or am I taking responsibility for myself and taking a look at, at, you know, I, I love this question in relationship or when you're dating someone to say to yourself, because you want to know, like, is it me or is it him? Just pause long enough to say, if I was full right now, if I felt whole and complete and happy on my own, would this bother me? (laughs) That that's the like game changing question, because usually the answer I have found is no. It only bothers me because I'm on empty or, you know, you're you haven't been taking care of yourself or you haven't been honest about what you need or you're only focusing on what's wrong thanks to your negativity bias in your brain. And it takes courage to say, wait, to be appreciative, to focus on the good, to to love your freaking life and all of our patterns. We haven't gone into this yet. Like the main things that gets in the way of the love life you desire and deserve. I'm adding deserve (laughs) to our title, Mm -hmm. um, desire and deserve is not really not healing the things that have set you up in the first place to keep love out, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't about blame or your, your fault, but you know, me, I don't know how to do work around relationships without looking at your childhood and without looking at patterns, because the good news is it's just patterns, not a personality problem there's absolutely nothing wrong with you there is a lot of things wrong with our culture and there probably were a bunch of things wrong with how you were parented that set you up in the first place to behave like a fantasy addict from a codependent place to stop putting yourself first or obsessing about what other people need or how other people are feeling no one's born like that like that's that's not your personality those are all adaptive strategies and if you don't know what they are then you don't know who you are authentically because you'll think your patterns are you I love like the most powerful thing about the saboteur work is oh I can start to separate between that voice is not me right and that's the same thing with inner child work a lot of people think their freaking inner child is who they are rather than that's a part of me and that's what consciousness is about So if you want a conscious relationship, you got to get conscious first, you have to become the conscious person that's even available for an elevated relationship where it's not just two people acting out and in their fears and all of their wounded patterns, which we know is what most people are doing out there. Yeah.
0: And we all have them. Like, even if you grew yes. up, you know, amazing, you know, so often clients of mine will say, and this is, was me back in the day when yeah. I first studied counselors training and coaching and, and did my deep dive like almost 16 years ago. Um, I, I remember being like, no, but I had a great childhood and I was defending, no, but I have the best parents and I was defending it. doesn't matter. We all got shut down. We all have protective mechanisms. Yes. And one of my favorite quotes, um, we haven't said it in a long time, is the Rumi quote, are, your task is not to seek and find love. Your task is to seek and find the bear, or to seek and remove the barriers you've built within yourself against love. So, as little kids, we're walking through the world with our hearts wide open to love, and we are love. And then over time, You know, when the teacher yells at us or our friend bullies us or our parents tell us no or we get forced on Santa's knee when we don't want to be on Santa's knee. And all these little things that happen and big things that happen chip away at our light. And a part of us shows up, and I call this your saboteur, to protect us. And it's like, okay, Kate, now you're going to be the self-sacrificer who's going to be really sweet to everyone and really bubbly and really nice and you're going to do anything for anyone in order to stay safe right it's an adaptive i love that word that you just used it's an adaptive strategy we adapt as children in order to survive childhood like childhoods no joke just imagining going back to elementary school i walk by those places and i'm like those poor kids like i mean maybe kindergarten's okay but they they come out at recess screaming and running so excited to be outside and i'm like imagining them just sitting repressed in those chairs in the dark room with neon lighting and they have to put up their hand to talk and oh my god that's just torture on in itself so it's like we we learn to adapt and then nobody teaches us how to undo the adapting so like you said as adults like when i start working with clients they're like oh no this is just me i'm a perfectionist i'm controlling i'm this i'm that and i'm like well i have great news for you that's actually not you that's who you learned how to be And you know, there's gifts in every protective mechanism, there's gifts in every adaptive strategy. And there's a gift in your saboteur. But when she's in charge of your life, she's actually hurting you and she's stopping you from having the life and the love life that you desire. She's stopping you from feeling the love that you are, and from feeling the magnitude of who you are and being the woman that you were born to be, or man. I know there's a few, a few of you out there. I'd like to know how many men listen to this (laughs) podcast. I know there's definitely a handful. Mm Um, but, but this part of you is stopping you from being all of who you are. And that's why we go on dates and think we need to change who we are in order to get the person to choose us or to like us. Or, you know, it's so, it, it's actually fun for me doing, going through dating and chatting with people online. And cause I just get to see Regina working and I like, I don't let her lead, but I see her strategies come up. And I'm so aware of this part of myself that of course she still hijacks me for moments at a time or even you know half a day or whatever but i have so much self-awareness and so many tools to to regulate myself and get her in the back seat so i can get back in the driver's seat of my life of the date of whatever the experience is that i don't let that part lead but i see her and it's wild it's so it's fascinating because it's been so long since i've dated And you know, I'm still just like dipping my toes in the water. Haven't really um, gone too deep yet, but uh, but it's fun. It's it's really fun because I'm getting to see all the parts, and I'm getting to come back to my center and come back to I have nothing to prove. I'm gonna be who I am, and if you don't like that, then you're not aligned with me, and that's okay. And yeah, so it's it's the most important thing is to know yourself, is to know all of these parts of yourself. And I have some really really. Good news for you. Um, I have a, an expanded love masterclass coming up on March 21st through 25th. It's five days. It's totally free every day for a full hour. I'm going to be going live inside of a private Facebook community, teaching every single saboteur archetype in depth. I'm going to be teaching the root of the saboteur archetype. I'm going to be teaching how to navigate not letting this part lead. I'm going to be teaching all the different tells you, you know, when this part is leading your dating and your love life. Um, And we're going to get really, really intimate with this part of you. And hopefully by the end of the week, you'll have a name for your saboteur too, because naming her is a huge part of the process. So essential because that's when when you see her as another person as your roommate um there's a Michael A singer Calls the the ego the roommate, um, in the book the untethered soul, but uh, I say she's the roommate renting the penthouse suite, mm. and you know she's always living upstairs. She's in your mind, and she's always there contributing. Like I said, walking down the street, if I'm having a day where my light's turned off, my saboteur's there, you know, narrating the experience, telling me it's because I'm ugly or too old or not good enough or whatever. And then the days where my light is turned on, it's a complete opposite experience, and she's mm. really quiet. So you're going to get really intimate and learn how to no longer let your saboteur lead your love life. So I would love to see you in the expanded love masterclass. Um, some of you have joined me before and it is super, super insightful and really, really helpful for transforming your love life in a deeper way. Um, so again, March 21st to 25th, and the link will be below. Would love
1: to see you there. It's so important to know yourself. It's just like, we keep, I feel like that's the thread of the, the new truth over and over and over. And most of all, the gift of the saboteur archetypes is not making yourself wrong for whatever your saboteur is like, that's what you present so beautifully and well. And I love every time you talk about Regina um, (laughs) yourself and every time in general, the two of us talk about how there isn't some perfect arrival of healing, but I've been, again, just coming back to freaking self-love right? Self-love is the ability to be compassionate about all the things, right? Rather than it's like I'm acting from my saboteur and then my saboteur keeps berating me about it, right? And then around and around I go rather than, oh, whoops, you know, I totally just went down the rabbit hole with my saboteur of my, I call it my inner critic, and instead i can find the voice that is the heroine or the queen that can speak differently and that's the practice because without cultivating that within yourself you're going to w- that's what contributes what gets in the way you look for someone else to validate you you're mm-hmm. seeking approval you're looking for someone else to tell you who you are and i love to what you talked about about you know even if you think you had a really great childhood because of course there's the personal childhood work and then there's being a woman in our culture, yeah. right? With and and being a man, right? There's all kinds of agendas about you. What what is quote unquote valuable in a human being, right? What's praised in a human being, right? Right now we have workaholism being praised, right? Most women and I love you always talk about this too. Like we we praise the selfless woman. We praise the woman who puts everybody else first, which is insane, but that's what we're up against, which is why we have to get louder. Like what healing does is you become more solid in yourself so that one, that shit just doesn't touch you. And that's, what's really fun for me. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen. So now when, when my reels go viral, I get a lot of negative comments from men. Actually, um, it's always men. Yeah. Um, but it's just always funny to me. Like I, so this morning on my recent one that it has gone viral now, um, mm-hmm. I got was, was the comment was like, cause I was making fun of going on a date and the comment was like, you're going on a date looking like that, like that, that was the comment. And then like, no one, another one was, no one wants to date you. Um, people are so mean online and And literally this is me, oh, delete. Like totally relaxed, delete. So that's, and I guess this is probably why I've been thinking so much about self-love. Like what gets in the way of your love life is making other people responsible for how you feel or always externally referencing or taking personally. Like, I don't care, I don't know who those men are. Like, I'm not gonna let one, but how many of you when dating You let one person that you don't even know who doesn't respond to your message or who you've been talking to for five seconds and then they disappear. You make that mean that you're not beautiful. You're not worthy. You're not enough. And yes, that's the conditioning of women beyond childhood. Now we're in a world that says a woman's value is dependent on how much attention she's getting from Mm -hmm. men. And so when you do this work, when you love yourself, that stuff doesn't touch you. It really, really doesn't. That's what self-love is. That's what boundaries are. That's what connecting with your heroine, which is on the other side of the saboteur work is about.
0: Yeah. And if it does touch you, it's just because it's, it's a mirror of your saboteur and your inner child. And there's a part of you that believes it to be true. And that's what you need to know how to unpack and how to how to connect with that part of you that's feeling that way, because it's not about the other person. They're just activating a pain that was already there. And, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking about all of that, that the biggest fucking flaw of all for women and the whole, like you were saying, the programming that we've had around love and around just being women in the world in a patriarchy is that what, what our value lies in is what we look like. And so women spend, Fucking tens of thousands of dollars. A lot of a lot probably more on trying to be perfect on the outside, on clothes, on plastic surgery and Botox, on which is so I mean, that's another episode. We haven't talked about that in the while in a while, but breaks my heart that we have to freeze our ability to express ourselves. To not age, to look perfect because of some societal standard that that determines our value. But I promise you that that will never make you feel good on the inside. Right. So the patriarchy tells us what matters is how perfect we are on the outside. But what actually matters in relationship is your relationship with you on the inside. That's what matters. And that's what actually makes you the most beautiful. You more beautiful than any makeup, more beautiful than any hairstyle, more beautiful than any perfect outfit or any weight loss or any whatever you're trying to obtain on the outside and thinking I'll be lovable when and I get it. My, my I mean, I. Have the Greeks say I'm I'm 29, so I'm gonna. That's my new thing because they're telling me I am 29. <laughs> Whenever I tell any Greek person my age, they're like, "That's ridiculous. You're not that. Don't tell anyone that." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I'm 29 now, and but like you know, as we age, like that the the conditioned voice of what we're supposed to look like, and oh, a woman of your age, and blah blah blah. Like my saboteur is starting to pick up that speak now, and it's it's being so mindful with relating with her and not, you know, it's not about, Shaming her or blaming her, but having a relationship to that part so she doesn't get to be in charge and then continuously caring for myself so that I feel like I'm 29, so that I feel so that age doesn't even fucking matter or that my body doesn't matter or that my face doesn't matter. But what matters is how I feel. And when I feel the best, that's when I am the most beautiful period. And the same is true for every single woman. When I do the immersion, I just did, yeah, I just did a reel. I mean, not your kind of reel, your reels are the best. If you don't follow Catherine on on Instagram, you got to follow her on Instagram because her reels are the best. (laughs) My favorite. So funny. Um, But I did a reel that was of the beauty photo shoot at the Immersion in Greece Mm. with my clients. And yesterday for International Women's Day. And it's like, no matter how she looks or how she feels when she walks through the gate of the courtyard state property where the immersion takes place, she is a radiant goddess at the end of the experience. Every single woman is so unbelievably beautiful. And they're all looking at me like, you were, it's true. Oh my God. They're all just like in shock seeing each other and crying. And it's the most beautiful thing when a woman wakes up to who she is. That's where your beauty lies. That's where your power lies. That's where your magnetism lies. You want love? Get Get in relationship with yourself. That's how you have the highest quality of love of all and life. Be in relationship with you. Don't go spend it on Botox. Spend it on investing in yourself. Working with Kate or Catherine. Yes. And
1: I I love that you brought this in because the last thing I wanted to say about what gets in the way is image, right? So so not only about perfecting ourselves, but we project perfection onto someone else. And most women are trying, what's in the way is whatever idea you have about what your partner should look like or what your life should look like. For other people rather than how it feels. And this is a really, really, really hard one to break for so many women. And I'm watching, especially when you've had a childhood of an emotional neglect, or you don't take care of your own feelings. Right. So last night I'm, i was teaching and dating decoded and they were creating their vision. And this, that was the whole theme of just look at just what you think you need physically. Like it's always image. Rather than, wait a second, I need actually someone who gives a shit about my feelings. And all the research shows secure attachment. That's what's happening neurologically at the level of our brain and our nervous system. When we receive empathy, when we are deeply cared about, where it is safe for us to be ourselves, whether we're happy or sad or angry or on the days when we're insecure, although it's not cute to be self-deprecating, just FYI. (laughs) <laughs> right. Or, or to look to your partner to make you feel good about yourself. But on the days when I don't feel good about myself, right, my husband still comes over and loves on me and reminds me who I am. Right. And that changes myself, that my body neurologically. Right. Yes. And so we have to, what, what is in the way, I promise you, is whatever idea you have about what everything should look like in your life. And my favorite thing after 10 years of doing this work, every woman who's find their part, who has found their partner usually says something like, he's not the type that I usually go for. It's not at all what I thought it would look like, right? Because they surrendered the image, both the one they were holding of themselves and then the one they were holding of someone else. And no one actually wants perfect. Vulnerability and authenticity are the things that create healthy love period, both in your friendships, let alone romance or coming back to that you need places in your life where you can be fully yourself. You need it. It's not a nice thing to have. It's just essential to your heart and to your well being and you don't need a million friends. Right. You need a handful of people where it's safe for you to be all of who you are and you are seen and you are loved and you are cared about and you're not being blamed or shamed or criticized. And that's going to help you to see yourself clearly and then give you the muscle to prioritize what will actually matter romantically.
0: And so you're I love be- that you just brought that up. And you're gonna be more attracted. Like I what yes. you said about the the idea of who you want on paper is your ego's idea of what you yes. to, your ego, your saboteur has been conditioned to believe this is what I'm supposed to have in order to have value. Or be happy and right or to be happy, like the story of what I or, or to be successful in my life or to have checked the box properly and may have made it. But the reality is what will what what you'll actually be the most attracted to is what your soul is drawn to. And it doesn't matter, it's not, it's not about the thing on paper. It's going to, that's why it's going to surprise you. And I think as you're talking, I feel, I, I feel emotional thinking about how, even when you're choosing from a different place, when you're, when you're entering love from a place of having a solid relationship within yourself, even when your relationship doesn't last for a lifetime, which they're not all going to. Jeff is still my biggest fan. Jeff is still in my corner. Jeff is still like one of my favorite people in my life. We talk once a week, at least when I'm here, like the whole time I've been away and he's supporting me in so many ways. And he's my biggest fan. And, you know, we were together for seven years and we and it's not because I'm lucky or because I like it's because I have such a healthy relationship with myself. And so we had a healthy relationship, even though we, our lives went in different directions and we outgrew the relationship we had, it's still a relationship. So when you have a relationship with yourself, you can maintain relationships with everyone. You know, when someone, you outgrow them romantically, you can still have a loving relationship with them that's, oh, I just choked on my saliva. <laughs> I, I choked on my emotions. Um, but that's what's possible is that beyond, you know, beyond it even being a relationship, it can still be a relationship just in a different container. So lots Prioritize is possible. how
1: you feel. Yes. Because you know, we all know the people that just because they've been together forever, right, they're empty inside yeah. and yeah. Right. Again, what's in the way is whatever image or idea you have on who you think you're supposed to be. Listen to last week's episode about the bullshit dating advice. Right. So that first has to go away so that you can be your authentic self. And then yes, if you want soul led love, you fall in love with the soul of who someone else is, not who they are on paper, because all that stuff's going to change. Jobs change, money changes, weight changes, looks change. But soul, the character of who someone is stays the same. And that's what makes relationship last. So prioritize yourself, love yourself and go to Kate's masterclass. And, next yeah. Week. <laughs>
0: get to know first, get to know who you are, not who you might think you are, but you are not your saboteur, get intimate with her and then you can uncover who you really are. So join me in the masterclass expanded love masterclass link is below and I will see you there and love you. And we'll love see you. you.